Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Carlock v. State, 609-SW-2D-787, Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, 1980. Friends, are you ready? Are you ready today for First Amendment inspiration? Are you ready for anti-obscenity inspiration? Are you ready for freedom of speech inspiration? Yes, you are. And let's go. So what happened in this case? Let me read from the decision. It says, quote, On August 11, 1976, Jesus Baca, working in the capacity of an undercover police officer, entered the Denmark bookstore in Dallas for the purpose of making an obscenity case. While inside the store, Officer Baca selected a magazine entitled Candid, went to the cashier's counter, and purchased the magazine from the appellant. After viewing the magazine contents with two other officers who had been waiting outside the Denmark, Officer Baca returned to the bookstore and arrested the appellant for the offense of commercial obscenity. A jury found the appellant guilty and assessed his punishment at 120 days confinement and a fine of $1,000. End quote. Jesus Baca, you sound overzealous to me. What was the magazine Candid like? Has, have any of you old-timers read that magazine? I wasn't even born in 1976. So this goes to show how long ago it was. Since this was part of an obscenity trial, I'm sure it's much harder to get anyways. So if you happen to have read Candid, let me know your opinions. Let me know what you liked and disliked about it and also whether you think it's obscene. Did the two officers and Officer Baca enjoy it in any way, in any part of their soul? Even a tiny part of their soul? I'm sure they're so pure and holy. They're above erotic stimulation. I always like to remind my dear audience that $1,000 back in 1976 needs to be adjusted for inflation to get the picture, the full essence of the punishment. So whatever that would be in today's dollars... It would be quite huge. Maybe I need to get one of those inflation calculators so I can do the calculation for these trials. The big bone of contention in this case was the survey this defendant tried to introduce as evidence. It was put on by guy named Dr. Bell. I like this tactic, and it's something I want to use. So I'm thinking I want to research surveys. The point of the survey was to show the state of contemporary community standards in regards to pornography. Wise move. The state tried to object to this. One issue was it was too general and also they tried to say because the survey was done the poll was done in 1977 when the events happened in 1976 that would mean it was invalid but the court said that's nonsense because community standards probably don't change drastically in one year Also, they try to argue that sometimes 
researchers pad questions, but they say, quote, but we find nothing in the record that suggests the existence of fraud in the instant case, end quote. It sounds like they're grasping at straws here. So what happened here? How did the court decide? It's a quote, the judgment was reversed and the cause remanded, end quote. Hooray, hooray. Way to go. So the jury needs to consider this survey research. And when we face obscenity trials, maybe we can ask experts to testify or at least present evidence of community standards. Surveys of pornography use. Man, I want to research this stuff. When I have a moment, may I do so. Hooray, hooray. We win this one. We win, we win, we win. Way to go, Carlock. Carlock, I don't know your history. Maybe you did evil things for the bet. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, assuming you didn't. And because if you haven't done evil things, you deserve a place in First Amendment heaven. We need to aspire to First Amendment heaven. We need to get there by fighting the good fight of anti-obscenity and the First Amendment. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.